Welcome to the Fireside Gaming Podcast. My name is Stone Mountain 64. It is currently November 22nd, 2019, coming up towards the end of the year. And as I've been talking about, man, it is go time on all of the games dropping, on the updates dropping. It's uh it's a fun time right now. Um, I also, to try and experience it better, just got a new gaming computer. About time. Mine's been crashing and having problems. I think it partly, I, it seems to be it was mostly the CPU, um, but I upgraded to a, a 9900K, a 2080 Ti, beefy, beefy bad boy. Now, I know there might be some new parts and whatnot coming out in the next whatever. I, I'm, I wasn't really paying a whole bunch of attention to it, but I just knew... I just had to get it going, and it's been so, 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 so good. We just played through, obviously, Star Wars, which we'll talk about. We uh, played a little bit of uh, Apex yesterday. That, of course, that game, it runs great anyway, so it wasn't... That game actually runs pretty good, especially for a free one. I was talking about that, too. It's pretty incredible that they... If we remember back to, like, when Battle Royales were coming out, that game was a free game that actually ran great right away and it was uh, it, it was really breath of fresh air but anyways it's been super cool actually running modern warfare with no stuttering i've been having a ton of problems actually running that game which i've been playing non-stop for like the last two weeks uh so that's great i know we also had a bunch of issues with uh <laughs> with facebook over the past two weeks with people on specifically iphone i couldn't even get it to work on my phone uh, to my own page. Some of the gaming pages were not loading. It seems like that is sorted now, so that's the good news. Everything seems to be back up and running. Uh, for the most part, yesterday, people were telling me they'd been fi they finally made it back. And the hard thing, too, is like in the internet, man, you go you go one week on the internet, but it's really, it's like, it seems like a month. It seems like two months <laughs> when you're gone. Uh, but yeah, that's nice. If you guys are watching this as a video too, finally, some more of my, uh, setup is coming together. We got the couch, which is looking great. Background I think is looking super awesome. I do want to get some cool, like colored lights to pop back there. Just, you know, just make it a little more, uh, I don't know, a little more pop, a little more pizzazz to it. But, uh, I also... I'm trying to figure out a new solution for my green screen too. So I've been kind of going back and forth on it. I do still want, it's something I want to do, but I haven't been able to really even think about because I'm trying to put everything together and just set up in the first place for the gaming setup. Uh, but it is finally coming together. It's it's, it's nice caching back there. I, I've, I don't think I'm going to use the same green screen as what I had before is what I'm coming to the conclusion of because that one's just going to be a real pain in the ass. So I'm going to look for some other solutions. Chat was trying to help me figure something out yesterday a little bit. I'm thinking of trying to maybe look at like what photographers use to try and attach something to a roof. I could just pull it down or something like that. I don't know yet. I don't know because I also want this space to be open because I finally I want to hit up some virtual reality as well and I've got so much space here. I just got to figure out how to set the camera angle up and maybe what I could even try and do is set up like a, a giant green thing that comes down and do uh, mixed reality, which... I've thought about doing. I've never, uh, I've never really looked too much into it, so that would take a bit more time to figure out. I'm gonna try and get like, I've got a couple other plans too. One of the things I am gonna be looking for like a designer 
to, I think, help me on a more like in-depth level with all my content and everything. Obviously, like I got a nice little cool intro for this going right now. I do have uh, a great team right now, but I'm looking to keep on expanding on those things as well as somebody who can assist me even more like with, you know, like the green screens, figure some of that stuff out. So working on a bunch of different things, a lot of exciting stuff. Of course, working on some awesome stuff for Pipeline too. That's been going really cool. But uh, yeah, we've been, we've been gaming at the same time, brother. And Star Wars came out, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It was a huge game. It was one that we saw. Uh, and there was a lot of hype building up to it. Um, I'm kind of like a, a, what I would say is kind of more like a middle of the road Star Wars fan. I, I don't know if that's, uh, maybe I'm not even, maybe I'm on the lesser side. I don't really know, but that's kind of where I put myself. Like I've seen all the movies. I know pretty much the story, but I haven't seen a lot of like the extended universe and I don't really follow it all super, super deeply. Um, but you know, like I started watching the Mandalorian, the third episode of that is out now. I won't say anything about it other than the baby's absolutely adorable. Uh, and it's been pretty fun so far. I was actually scrolling through on Disney Plus last night looking for something else that I wanted to watch, and I was just like, I don't know, there really, I, I, there wasn't anything else that was really catching my eye of what I wanted to watch on it. So we'll see if there's anything else on it. I know, I think The Simpsons were actually on it. That. That did look interesting, but I, I don't know if I want to commit to watching through a bunch of that right now. But anyways, that's pretty dope. But it was it was really like the actual gameplay itself to me, it felt like Star Wars was very much like a... It, it felt very much like a respawn game. Like playing through Titanfall 2's campaign, which I also definitely recommend. It's probably pretty cheap at this point, and it's like maybe like a six to eight hour playthrough. I actually did a live stream of that playthrough as well uh, that you can find on my Facebook as well as on my YouTube uh, up in there somewhere. But, uh, you know, like it had just major giant cinematic, like it's just like eye candy. You know what I mean? Like it's just so, it's so crazy what's going on. Like you just couldn't even get your eyes off the screen. It was just like, oh, it, you know, and that's what I felt a lot in this playthrough, especially in the beginning like on the train at the beginning and uh, the, towards the end through the hallways and everything. Like, man, it was a, it was a really fun experience. I, I felt like at least um, like the skill level trees were pretty cool going through that. The planets and the navigation of them were cool. The character dialogue always like every time it was transitioning to anything, like there was always something going on, which, you know, I enjoyed. It felt, it felt very immersive to me actually playing through it. I do think, though, I was talking to somebody about this, like, it definitely was more on rails. Like, there wasn't a lot of exploring or affecting the game in different ways, but I also didn't really expect that from a Star Wars game, um, at least myself. Like, it was a 14-hour playthrough, which a lot of people are saying was really quick. I agree. I think it was quick, too, but for me, that is literally, like, perfect. Like, I don't want it to be super long, Um but again, that's just kind of that's just kind of me, man. I, I don't want to spend a too 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 um, much time on it. We were able to crush it into long ass live streams that were a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, like I, I, in terms of like, is it worth the sixty bucks or whatever for it? I would say if like if you can rent it, it's probably better. And like I don't this again. This is just kind of from my perspective on it, but. You know, probably like if I would have just rented it, that would have been great. I think I ended up playing it. I think I I ended up did I did buy it, but I think I actually could have played it through Origin Premiere. Now that I think about it, because I did see some people messaging about that. Um, 
but yeah, if you could play it for that and just get it for a month and play it through Premiere or whatever, because then that you basically just have that subscription for a month. That's probably a better way to do it because I don't know about you guys. I'm not a very replayable kind of guy. I don't really go back and play through stories again, so I'm probably not going to do this. Now, it probably would be fun to actually play it on like the hardest difficulty and try and play through that, and I kind of do want to do that, but I also uh, feel like that might be kind of I'd be a lot of dying in the stream. <laughs> it would probably, I feel like that wouldn't go over incredibly well. So, yeah, I don't know if we're going to do that. But the other thing, too, is like, I kind of like that you could up the difficulty on, on it if you did want to. But like the puzzles, um, you can't really up the difficulty on those. And I was even, I was talking about it with Acolyte, too. And it's like, he was saying that, uh, you know, he was like overthinking a lot of them. Like, oh, this must be way more complicated than what it was. And a lot of the puzzles were pretty si simple. And like, you couldn't up the difficulty on those at all. And so, um, you know, it might have been cool to see like a super, like imagine if you had to do like a two minute chain of movement combinations to complete something. Like there was a couple like that where you had to do a couple tricky things for it. Um, but it wasn't too, too crazy on it. And, uh, but yeah, overall, like it was a really fun stream chat, had a great time with it. I was glad to play through it. It was a lot of fun for me, uh, to be able to experience it, stream it with all you guys who did tune in on it. I know a lot of people also didn't want to because you played through it themselves. That's what I'm saying. Like I've seen a lot of comments from people, uh, and that's kind of the general vibe of what I've been seeing. Like, you know, wanted to see some more freedom on it or, uh, whatever it might've been. But besides that, man, I, over these last two weeks, it's it's mostly been Modern Warfare. I know a lot of you guys haven't even been able to watch again with some of the Facebook issues and stuff that's been going on, but it is, it's been a lot of Modern Warfare out here. And it, it, it's weird. Like, Ground War, I think, so far has been my favorite mode. That's kind of what I was expecting, so I don't know if it was a bit of self-fulfilling self -fulfilling prophecy even on that one. I'm not 100% sure, <laughs> but that's just what I know is, like, that's what I enjoy much more. We did do some 2v2 competitions with uh, Acolyte, Tom, Graphic, and Fuglet, our boys that we play with quite often on the streams and the content. Uh, and we did some 2v2s against each other. That was kind of crazy. Uh, we also did some custom games. That was extremely crazy. I don't remember if I talked about that on the last episode or not, but very fun. It worked out very well. We were limited to 20 players on it, which was a bit it was a bit disappointing in a way I would have loved to do 32v32 ground war on it I'm hoping that that is still a thing that eventually does come although you know for most people to have even to have that many people on your friends list all online at the same time to invite them is pretty unrealistic so if they had another way of joining similar to what for example epic games does or uh or epic games does with fortnite where you actually enter a code, or how PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds does it, where you actually browse for a specific game and you can enter a password in to get to that. PUBG has a better system in terms of like getting anybody access to just creating a custom game, I think, and just getting massive amounts of people in um, into like all in the same lobby. I'm not 100% sure how a how uh, Fortnite even does that. Actually, I know that you can like do codes for maps that you built and stuff, which is really cool, but uh, I mean, that'll be, that'll be a dream to happen, especially with, of course, all the leaked information and news on 
200-player battle royale coming to Modern Warfare. Supposedly. Leaked. Data mined. Information. People are figuring it out. They saw all these files basically leading and teasing this as well as a map. Um, I saw the map posted. I saw some speculation that the map was going to be the one that's used in the spec ops, like the co-op mode. But then there's also been... There was a separate map. I, I believe it was a separate map, and maybe it was from the campaign too. I'm not 100% sure. You can kind of just see the top down from it, and I didn't really look super closely at it. It was actually one of the original posts that had posted it actually was taken down, and uh, it, but I found it on another website still because, you know, once it's on the internet, it's not going to leave the internet. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, to me, this would be... So there was, but there's also been like leaked and speculation that it's going to be based or that it, this could be a battle royale that is free to play and is like a separate game almost, or maybe a separate component to it. I don't know if that's just though from the, the leaked news on that, if that's just like what people wanted, that was a huge conversation around black ops four when blackout came out, how, you know, it was a bit disappointing that you had to pay for the full game in order to get it. That game, I, I stopped playing it after three or four months, so I never played any of the DLCs, but I think it had DLCs. It had, um, you know, packages that you'd open for uh, microtransactions and everything on top of the full price game. So it was, it was a heavier barrier to get in than something like Apex Legends, and that was the reason that Apex Legends blew up so big. And that was something that a lot of people were talking about, including myself, it would have been really cool if Call of Duty Black Ops 4 had Blackout as a separate free mode people could play. It was a part of it just to compete with the other, you know, with Fortnite. Again, a free battle royale. It's just, it's interesting. The battle royales for maybe it's just because it is so replayable and it is so much of the same thing. They're typically much cheaper or free. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is a $30 game. Was H1Z1 free? I don't remember, but, uh, you know, Ring of Elysium free, um, Spellbreak. I'm not sure if that one was free, actually. But all of them are, are not going to be a full full 60 price game. And it's also very different. Like, there's a lot of people who play Modern Warfare who uh, I see posts every day saying that they have no interest in wanting to see Battle Royale in the game. Um, and then vice versa, people who are not even interested in Modern Warfare and the replay or the respawn game would be super interested in it. So it is kind of, it, even though it is like in the similar genre almost of, you know, you do respawn, it's just much slower in how you respawn, right? It's once per game. And actually, even Black Ops 4 introduced a respawning mode in Blackout. I only played it a few times. I never played it on stream either. Uh, I'd never really wrap my head around it. I, it felt more like Team Deathmatch to me when I was playing it, and I never I never really got into it. Because to me, the whole crazy part of a Battle Royale is that if you die, you're done. Like you, That's one of the things, like with PUBG in particular, it's a very punishing game. You can't even res in that game. I do like that there was resins. And so like my hope, my hope for Modern Warfare Battle Royale is that they learn from all of these other ones. Uh, like, if they do, I, I think this could be insanely huge. If they do go down the route of this being a separate piece to the game that is free to play, rather than being a part of the main game you have to buy, will they do that? I have absolutely no idea. But this is what I'm like, this is what I think could really make this thing crazy. <laughs> if they did that, as well as if it is, in fact, a 200-player battle royale. This is something we saw with a game called Maverick's Proving Grounds, which was supposedly going to be this 1,000-player battle royale. 
Yes. It was supposed, and it was supposed to come out, I don't know, last year, maybe a year or so ago. Um, they had a bunch of other issues and whatnot that happened around it, but I basically said, yeah, I'll wait and see on that one, Chief, because it's that would be, basically, I think it would be a different game at that point. The most that we really have seen is like 100. Maybe they cranked it a little higher than that from time to time, but like, for the most, like 100 is like the high side staple, right? And imagine a 200 player that's double the size. I think, too, if they do that, they're going to have to have some type of way that is going to be a different deployment system, um, is my guess. Like, I, I don't see how you just have one plane and 200 people jump out of it. And, you know, let's say 150 people go to the hot drop. I just don't see how a game could manage that. I believe H1Z1, I never really played the game super in-depthly. I only played it a few times. But I believe that one just randomly spawned you across the map, and then you could float down uh, to different places. And so some people might still cluster up around certain areas, but it still spread people out more. Wait, wasn't H1 200? Or wasn't it? Uh, that one was like 150, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure that one was more players. Uh, but I'm guessing that they're going to have to have some type of compatibility like that. And the other thing is, this could be a crossplay as well. I mean, they've they've been going so hard on crossplay. If they do do again, it's hard because so much of this is just speculation. I don't talk about this type of stuff too often, but this is just too juicy. You know what I mean? Uh, but with crossplay too, that's what they're doing for ground war. And apparently, you can only play ground war in crossplay. Some people not happy about that. I really like it being a PC player, mostly because. It's really hard to find games on PC a lot of times, uh, especially like if you if I want to go back and play Call of Duty right now on Blackout, it just the last time I tried at least I haven't tried it recently because maybe there is more hype with Call of Duty and everything right now to more people are playing it. But the last time I tried, I couldn't even get games to start, and I'm just sitting there waiting for the game to start. It's like 15. It's like I'm playing worse than the Predator queues in Apex Legends, of me just sitting and waiting for games to start, and that's just not a good experience. Like, it's got to be quick. You just go right back in. That's more of a Call of Duty experience. You get right back into a game. And so if we have lobbies that are full, uh, that would be awesome. Even if it, it's off or whatever, I, I don't even care. Like, we'll see where that goes. But being able to play cross-play, especially for custom games, like when we did that in the the last... We've done that last few weekends. Man... Yeah, I guess it was two weekends ago. So I guess I don't. I don't. Anyways, uh, it, man, it was so good. It's so great being able to play with people on the other platforms. Um, in terms of bringing everybody together, so really, really cool. Uh, I played a little bit of Apex yesterday as well. That was okay. Uh, we we had a super smooth experience on it, which was great. Got a couple wins, which was awesome. I actually need to get some of that content going. But uh, we also played a little bit of the Predator queue. That was very intense. I was playing with Predators, so it just threw us in with them. What was happening earlier on in the season was we were playing in Platinum, but it would still put us in with the Predators anyways. So I was basically like, it didn't really didn't really matter. We got an epic win. We got you know some more games that were like top 10s, just kind of breaking even, and then a couple decent placements. Um some somebody had asked me too about like with Apex, a couple of teams had dropped out of Apex competitive scene. They're no longer like the esports side is kind of dropping out. And I thought it was an interesting question. Um, and you know, it's basically asking like, how do you think that's gonna affect the overall 
feel of the game. And I, I feel like it's, I've never really been super into the esports scene on it. So to me, it doesn't really matter all that much. I think it's going to be bigger. Uh, you know, I think if they, if they spend their resources on, you know, getting cross play going on getting community type games going or servers. So other people can create their own competitions. Like I think that would take them much farther. But they do have such a strong focus on the skill-based matchmaking, on their ranked mode and everything, that maybe it will have a bigger impact than I'm predicting with it. But to me, like if they just keep introducing more legends, if they start dropping two legends at a time rather than one, it gives us way more to play, way more to do, way more to make content on, which is also fun. And not only like the content side, but even just as players being able to play it. You kind of asked the uh, predator queues still too, way too long. They're not as bad as what they were at the end of last season. From what I had noticed, we queued in and it was, I don't know, what was it, like five minutes between the games maybe. And yeah, that, I mean, that wasn't, that wasn't too bad. Um, and we were just staying on North American queues. When we were trying to play at the end of last season, we had to go to Europe because otherwise the games would literally never start. There wasn't even 20 people in the whole world trying to play in Predator queue. Uh, or I guess even in Diamond and Platinum because they would not start. They would not start at the end of the game or at the end of the season. So there's still 70 days left in this season. I'm Plat 2. Will we try and go for the push on this one? I'm not 100% sure. I'm going to be playing probably some more Call of Duty. Uh, they actually just dropped an update for that today as well with Gun Game, which I I am happy they're doing. I love Gun Game. It's a great mode. It's a great way to warm up, practice. It's fun to play a bunch of the different guns. But there was a classic time back in something called Black Ops 1 when you would actually you'd play, and instead of just unlocking stuff, you'd actually get currency in the game, like for completing a challenge or whatever, you'd get a thousand in-game currency. You couldn't get this currency any other way than actually playing the game, and you would spend that currency from playing the game to unlock whatever you want. And you could take that currency into wager matches, and you could bet your money against everybody else in the game, and if you win, you could win big, or you, of course, could lose money. You could do small amounts, medium amounts, or a lot. And like you can get a, you can get a good, you can get some good stuff, some skins going. Like you can get some good stuff with this, and that was like one of the coolest things was that you could really, or like you know, somebody's got an insane amount of currency. Now they can't really implement it into this system because there's nothing like that. But man, I really wish, I really miss some wager matches in those games. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and so I'm hoping that they do something like that at some point in some of these Call of Duties, but it's good that they added that. They also, I saw they changed realism mode from just Team Deathmatch to all of them, so domination, everything is now going to be involved in it, which I'm very happy about. Uh, we played some of that in the uh, custom games that we did, some realism domination, and it was incredible because you don't have any of the HUD. In the realism mode, you don't have any HUD, it's kind of like playing PUBG, right? Like, you don't get hit markers. You don't get any indicate. Like, you actually do get sound indicators, which is still, you know, it still helps you. Like, you're going to know when you kill somebody based on the sound that plays. In PUBG, you got, um, I guess you do have the UI of, uh, you know, hey, you got the kill. So there is still some recognition for it. But you don't get hit marker. You have to see the blood splatter, right? And so that, 
that's where it's going to be, I think, a little bit more interesting. And that's what even a lot of a lot of people in my comments have been telling me that they've been far more interested in the realism mode than a lot of other things. They just like the realistic type of gameplay, which you know I'm all, I'm always down for. It's de- yeah, it's definitely a lot sweatier in the wager matches. It's ca- that, but that's what's fun though, you know, because then people actually care about winning. Yeah, it, it, because then people care about winning, right? Like if I'm just playing a regular game, like yeah, you want to, you kind of want to win. If, if anything, I think free for all is like the most rewarding to actually get some wins in. Yeah, you're right. EFT, that's more similar to it. EFT realism mode. Yeah, it's kind of more similar in that aspect. Escape from Tarkov. Yeah, we played that too. I didn't even talk about that either. Um, hell yeah. But that's what I like. And if you compare it to like free for all, that game, that mode, you can't kind of care more about winning in that one too. I would say at least. Uh, some people probably do play and really care about winning and everything, but for the most part, you don't get much from it unless you're doing some type of challenge or something. But in free for all, I feel like that's way more rewarding if you get first place in that because then that's that's a win that's all on you. So I think it will be similar in terms of gun game for that too. I think that's what a battle royale obviously would make you that forces you to all be going for the win as well, which is always a lot of fun. Um, but that same thing like wager matches, everybody does not want to lose that currency because you took you forever to get it in the first place. So it's like you start pushing pretty hard for it. Um but yeah, also Escape from Tarkov. We played some of that. Aculite brought us in on it. Finally. That game is like, you want to talk realism. That game is over. It is over the top in terms of like, if you hurt your leg, you have to have a splint ready to go. Some of the backpack stuff is a little, you know, you got to work with it. But for the most part, it's one of the more accurate games that we've seen that's also still, like, because there's always a balance between realistic and fun right there's always that balance and um this game is far more on the realism side it's still fun i'm not saying that it's not there's a trade-off there but it is it is a little bit more to learn it all especially if you really want to understand like all the attachments for the guns every gun you can put you can put if you want to you could put like five uh, you could put three three flashlights on a gun you can get a special mount that goes on the front on the side, on the bottom, and you've got three cameras on it. You can put, or I mean, <laughs> flashlights. You could put multiple scopes on it. Like, there was a, gu- a picture that Aculite sent me of this gun that had, like, four different flashlights on it and, like, four different optics, like, hanging off the side because he got all these mounts that kind of came together. And it kind of just lets you do whatever the hell you want to do. And then when you go in, if you die, you lose whatever your character has, unless you can insure it, and then if nobody else steals it, you'll get it, but most of the time people will steal it if it's any good and they find it. So uh, it's a very, that game is very punishing, very realistic, no HUD at all. It doesn't even tell you, like, it'll tell you, so you go into this map, and then you got to get out of the map. So you go in, you try and find some stuff, kill some people, take their stuff, and then you got to escape. And to escape out of the map, it tells you, okay, your extraction point is the checkpoint. Where the hell is the checkpoint? No idea. Like, you've got to know where... you got to understand and learn the map just by yourself. Whether you go in an offline mode and run around and just try and learn this on your own, or you watch YouTube videos or look up a map online or whatever. Like, it doesn't... 
there is a map that you can get, but it does even the one that I got in game, which you had to like do enough, you had to like escape with enough and get enough currency to even get that one, is you you still don't know where those points are, half of them. So it's kind of like you've got to explore and figure that out too, which is it's very challenging. It's just a lot to learn in that game, but it's very intense, very fun, very rewarding taking people down. And I guess the balance too is like if you are looting somebody, you you know how like in Apex you'll pull up a menu to loot somebody and you can still be running around and juking side to side, at least on PC you can, or if you're on PUBG, you can still keep waddling around so that way nobody can get you. In this one, you are 100% frozen. You are, you are there looting. You are there... If you're going to do that, you are risking yourself completely going for it. And it is very risky. It is very dangerous. So, you know, it's very, very much... Yes, Chad. Yes, it is very much a butt clencher. Um... But it's a pretty, it was a pretty fun game. I definitely do. A lot of people are asking, do, am I going to play more? We played it for two days, uh, I think. I definitely do want to check it out more and play it. See how it goes. Keep going with teams. It was a lot better playing it with, you know, Aculite, Fuglet. Those guys knew what they were doing. Um, so that helped a lot. That way I can just kind of ask questions and not just be stumbling and trying to, well, I mean, I'm still stumbling anyways, trying to figure it all out. And there are missions and other things you can do on the side while you're doing it. So we started to go through uh, some of that as well. But yeah. All right. I want to hit some of your guys' questions too. Dylan M asks, have you noticed any skill improvements with your gaming with your new setup? Um, in particular, with at least my uh, new computer and the higher frame rate and everything running smoother, for sure just because I don't have to deal with the stuttering and, you know, the higher frame rate, the higher quality, being able to see people farther in 1440. Yeah, like I think there's definitely some some improvement there, and that's what I'm trying to get more used to. I think it's still even a little early to tell how that's going to go. I think for sure, you know, I made a lot of changes this year in terms of my setup, obviously moving uh, the keyboard. I don't. I think it was this year, too, that I even got the shorter keyboard uh, the wireless mouse, those have been awesome. Like, to me, I have now more space. I managed to lower my sensitivity. I feel like my aim is getting better. And I think just the more time that I'm putting in, the better that I'm getting in general. Kathleen D asks, in the rare instance of cross-platform gaming, have you enjoyed the experience? Does the playing field seem even? So what I will say about this is I was recording some Random Squad stuff uh, on Wednesday and yeah, it was Wednesday. And I actually, because I had the new computer, I actually kind of screwed up some of my settings. So I, I ended up losing the voices of everybody because for whatever reason on modern warfare, the voice chat is separated into a different channel for me with my mixer for whatever reason. And I cannot select which channel the voice chat is going to. I tried to even test it with some of my buddies in a game and it didn't work at all. Like, they, theirs didn't work at all, so I couldn't even test it with them. I did figure it out, though. Now I can... And it's actually kind of beneficial because I can actually put it on a completely separate audio track. So it kind of is going to work out pretty good. Uh, but to me, that's the best part of it is that on PC, a lot of times people don't talk. On Xbox, people talk. On PlayStation, people seem to be talking a little bit more, but... 
uh, you know, there was way more talking going on. So it's looking very good for some uh, for some random stuff. Now, in Ground War, it does not seem to work. After the intro of the game, like, people will be, they'll start freaking out. They'll start saying stuff. I did a YOLO on the Modern Warfare and at the beginning and at the end of the game, you can hear the microphones, but in the actual game while it's going on in Ground War, you can't hear anybody. They seem to turn all the microphones off. Or I don't know if it's like maybe I'm getting shadow muted to everybody because, you know, maybe like five people of the 32 or 64, whatever, that hear me yelling into their ears, maybe like five of them mute me. So the system's just like, all right, let's mute this guy. He's he's out of here. Get him out. Uh, that's the coolest part. From what I've noticed playing, though, like, I've gone up again. I, I can't really tell who the PC players are and are not, but I can say that I'm not always the person at the top of the leaderboard, um, or the PC person that I'm with is not either. And I'm assuming that they're, I mean, a lot of times there's a lot of console guys that I'm playing with. They seem to be doing great. And we seem to lose pl all plenty of our games, <laughs> regardless of what we do. So... You know, I don't think there's a clear difference there. I'm sure they're going to be looking at the actual data on the back end, too, to see, like, okay, I, they can check and see, like, okay, are people that have more PC players on their team doing better? And is that because... Or, I rather, I should say, mouse and keyboard, because you can even just plug your mouse and keyboard in on your Xbox or PlayStation. It natively is receptive to using mouse and keyboard. So you can do that if you want to. Um... Seems pretty even to me, but, you know, others might uh, might disagree. I also have yet to actually try turning it off and only playing with people on PC, seeing if the queue times are slower for that. Uh, you know, sometimes people on PC, too, there's a lot of new players to PC as well, or people who just are kind of trying it out, and, you know, in a similar way to console, too. A lot of people just pick a controller up. They don't really know what the hell they're doing. And, uh, you know, those guys are... There's there's a lot of easy kills on there as well too. I don't think it's all all one sided so much. Uh, Greg S asks, where do you see streaming going in the future? What evolution would you like to see? I.e., a TV channel or something similar. <laughs> Interesting question. I think you know. Actually, I, I didn't even mention this earlier, but uh, I don't know if you guys saw. There's a, a, a we've had even more streamers coming over to Facebook, which is pretty cool. We also saw uh, today, though, just this morning, I saw Disguised Toast posted that he's moving over to uh, Facebook Gaming, which is super cool. And he got, you know, like, there's been a bunch of people moving around platforms that they're streaming on, and he got a budget of, of $20,000 to make this production or whatever, his announcement video, and he's just like, I'm just going to give it to the Children's Hospital. And that was his announcement. He just went over, gave the... Gave the money directly to them, and um, he just made his own little video saying he's moving over here, which I thought was a super cool move, and it's, it's an amazing thing to do. Um, but I thought that was super cool, and we're seeing all these people switching off all the platforms and everything. Do I think it's going to go like the route of uh, TV? Probably not. Um, <clears throat> honestly, like I, I think if anything, it's going to go more towards, like if there is any type of shift or something, it might be like, a subscription platform bringing the talent on, right? So, like, maybe it's something like Disney Plus bringing on their own wave of streamers and whatnot that's engaging people more so than anything. I don't know if it's going to be, like, a TV channel because 
with that, you've got to have like a, a subscription to a satellite TV or whatever, a cable thing. And that's like, that can be like a hundred, 150 bucks alone just for that. And you get all these stations and whatnot. And I don't know, I, I'm not super even interested in that. And I think a lot of people that are, um, streaming in general or consuming a lot of online content aren't really watching st standard cable TV anymore anyways. So I don't see that really being a direction that they go, that people go. Will there be appearances on TV? Probably like we've seen uh, Ninja go on like, you know, CM or, you know, like the news, uh, finance news. And we've seen a couple, couple people appear on TV in different directions there, which is awesome. Uh, you know, I was able to be part of an event for ESPN with their uh, Pro-Am event, as well as a bunch of other streamers for Apex Legends. That was really cool, right? Like, we've had some opportunities to get on more traditional TV, but will it be like an actual TV show? I don't think it's really needed. Like, people are sending me videos and pictures of, of people putting live streams up at bars that are just on TVs. Like, smart TVs are so easy. You can just access any of these things anyways. And, uh, you know, platforms already have such a huge foothold on stuff that I, to me, I think that make, that makes more sense than anything. Um, <clears throat> but we'll see, man. I mean, it's hard to say because we didn't even see where, you know, all of these moves and all these crazy things happening five years ago. What's it going to be the next five years? Who the heck knows, man? Eric S. asks, now that there are more streamers, no, now that more streamers seem to be playing COD, do you think games like Apex... We'll do, mm, I don't have the end of the question there. All right, we'll go to the next one. Richie Bowsen says, Hey Stone, how do you feel about data mined information about COD Battle Royale? Do you think they'll stick to the 200 player Battle Royale that would be really add to the gameplay or would it feel the same as any other Battle Royale? Do you feel this is enough to make their own version of Battle Royale more enticing to players to try it? What are some of the new mechanics you'd like to see in battle battle royale genre? We kind of, oh, I guess in the overall battle royale genre, like <clears throat> the the last thing that I was really amped about was having different operator like operators, legends, like seeing a Rainbow Six Siege or an Overwatch version of a battle royale, because then you've got different options and things to choose from. And that's what we've seen with Apex Legends. That's why I've been so hyped and like enjoying the game so much this year. That being said, I think, you know, like we were talking about earlier, a thousand player battle royale, that would be a damn game changer. 200, I think, will be very interesting change as well. I hope they keep with that. Um, in terms of like overall data mined information, I kind of expect it at this point, honestly. Like it seems to happen in every single game, every single release, even like for phones that are coming out. People know the specs. They, they already have cases, they already have pre made things. Actually, what was the most interesting is that. Uh, Tesla, which, you know, they just announced their, uh, new pickup truck. If you haven't seen that, you can look at my Instagram for great, uh, great photo of that. Let's just say that, uh, let's just put it that way. But anyways, that car was like, that's like one of the most under wrap announcements that we've seen recently. So, you know, I think all of this stuff, I personally would Love it. Actually, you know, Apex Legends, that was probably the most under wraps launch that we've seen. Some people did start figuring it out a few days before, uh, but into overall, everybody was very shocked on that. And that does not seem to be the norm anymore. It seems to be everything's leaked, everything's, you know, everybody's figuring everything out early. 
Um, I love it when something is a, a great surprise, though. So I, I would much prefer that rather than having all this data mined information. That And that's why, like, sometimes I talk about it, sometimes I don't. But it can be very, it can be very hit or miss on a lot of it. You know what I mean? Mark M. asks, how do you like the new blue light blocking glasses? Oh, yeah, I, did. I got some new glasses. You notice a difference? Cheers, brother. Honestly, I really haven't noticed much of a difference. Um, I just notice it in, you know, my camera and whatnot when I uh, see it. But, hey, I mean, it's, it seems, uh, you know, I, overall, just me getting a new prescription was honestly the best. And, you know, new little style a little bit with some new glasses. I'm checking out a few other ones right now, but um, these are pretty good. I haven't really noticed that much of a difference, though. I don't know. Maybe I was just uh, not that sensitive to it before, though. Hmm. I'm not sure yet, though. Not sure. You know what? It, but from what I've heard, though, is like if I go back to standard glasses, that's when I'm going to really notice it. It's like it's probably I just don't notice it because it's fine. And like I really haven't had very many. I haven't had any issues or anything with it. Um, Jeremy M. asks, why don't streamers do open ads mid-game like a podcast? Um, you know, it's an interesting question. Uh, many podcasts will just like in the middle of the podcast, they'll stop, do an ad read, or they'll do it at the beginning or the end. Um, it's a bit of a different experience, game streaming. A lot of them are often like, you know, a lot of streams are literally like eight hours long or, you know, four or five hours long or even three hours long, which is typically long for a podcast. Podcasts, some of them are like two, three hours, but um, I don't know. I think it's just a different format. I think it's just a different style. I think it's also a lot that we're already managing trying to do that. And it's also hard to get people, especially like, you know, if it's a super professional, big, big time podcast, then it's, it can be easier to kind of sell those spots as well. Um, but I think in, uh, I think in streams, you know, when you're trying to do everything all by yourself on all this stuff and even just trying to get everything to work properly, let alone trying to make your computer not crash. Sometimes, you know, other stuff can go, uh, trying to deal with that on top of it and trying to like get the spot and get the read and do all that stuff in it. It can be a lot to figure that stuff out. So, and even just trying to work with the company, figure that out. That's why generally it's a little bit more of like, sometimes, it really depends. It can it can go a lot of different ways. But like for myself, for example, I have uh, some sponsors that are more long-term. For example, like Logitech, rocking the gear during the stream. And, uh, you know, we do some we do some videos every month with them. We do we do a bunch of different stuff that's, uh, that's really fun with that. We kind of just do it, kind of just more integrated into whatever I'm doing, I try to do. And then it's just more fun and natural too, which I feel is, uh, it's kind of more vibe of a, po of a live stream in a lot of ways. Uh, interesting question though. Mike B says, any plan to do some more VR at the new house? We talked a little bit about that earlier. Main reason I asked is because Valve randomly released a trailer yesterday of Half-Life VR game titled Alex coming March 2020. These were some of my favorite games back in the day, and the trailer looks phenomenal. I know Half-Life is, like, one of the all-time, like, legendary games, too. So that's it's pretty awesome that they, we're seeing another one coming out, and it is a VR, which is going to be kind of like, again, it's kind of cutting-edge tech kind of way of doing it, which is cool. I never played the Half-Lifes in the past, so 
I didn't get to experience that. I actually, I remember, um, I did see it at one point, uh, but I on it was on a laptop. I saw somebody playing it, but I never got to play it myself. I didn't have a computer to play any of it. In my knowledge, that's what it was on. It was you know on Steam on or on a computer, and uh, yeah, I mean uh, for sure that's so like I really want to set up some VR, get that going. It's kind of just been on my list, and we're kind of hitting one thing at a time, get get into it. But yeah, we're definitely going to be doing some more VR. There's a couple titles that are looking pretty interesting right now, actually. Adam C asks, if you could remaster any game from your childhood to make it modern and slightly harder, what would you choose? Mine would be the original Metal Gear Solid. Nice. Uh... The games that, like, when I was younger that I really enjoyed, a lot of them, like, Pokemon, that still comes out with new ones all the time. <laughs> uh, the other one that really I played a lot when I was younger was, um, oh, well, Mario Kart. That's all redone all the time. Super Smash redone all the time already. So, like, there's a lot of stuff that's, like, it's already coming back, and, like, I get to replay it, and it's, it is, like, crazier in a lot of ways, like, the latest Smashes. Um... Kingdom Hearts was a huge one for me when I was younger. Now they've got like they came up with Kingdom Hearts three. I played it. It wasn't really for me. It felt it felt a little. Uh, I wasn't. I couldn't follow everything that was going on. It was kind of it's kind of deep, and I didn't really have the time for it. So maybe one day I'll go back and play through a bunch of them. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think too. Like even like Halo two was another one that had a major impact on me. Halo one as well. But. You know, we've seen we've seen those coming back, and we're actually going to be getting... They're doing the full... Isn't that soon? Dude, Halo hype coming soon, right? Aren't they coming out with the first one soon? Uh, they're, like, going back through everything. That'll be fun. I got to look back into that. I think we'll do that. Jonathan L. also says, Tesla revealed their new truck thoughts. <laughs> See, just go look at my Instagram. Those are my thoughts. Uh, yeah, but those were the uh, posts for the question there. Let me see if I got anything else in the chat here as well. And uh, we'll wrap it up. Hit some games this evening as well. Should be good. Where's the coffee? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't prep any coffee. I, you know, I was going in kind of kind of chill for, for the podcast today. So that way we can really, then I'll have some coffee for the evening. We'll really ramp it up. You know what I mean? Uh, should be good. Should be good. I don't know what we're going to do today, actually. I think we we might try and do some customs, but now they have gun game and some of this stuff out. Ooh, we might be trying that too, though. I'm with you. Excellent, chat. Excellent. How many years do you do live streaming, CEO? I started... The first stream that I ever did was back in 2012. I started my content back in 2011, though. But I didn't have a great system for going live. It's so much easier now than it was back then. It's kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, I've been pretty much on a schedule on Facebook, I think for about three years now, but I did my first stream on Facebook about three and a half years ago. I just was kind of testing the waters a little bit and people were digging it, which is good. Realism battle royale. See, that's what I'm Tyler. Yes. Going back to modern warfare, I would be thrilled. And that's what I'm kind of hoping for. We could actually, maybe next time we'll talk about like my hopes specifically for the battle royale for modern warfare, if they do it. That is one of the things I would love to see is some type of system that is not so uh, UI dependent. It's something I really love about, uh, you know, 
PUBG, even Apex, people aren't showing up on the radar. Like, I don't want to have to check my radar. I, I've realized that I hate doing that, playing these games now. Like, I don't want to be constantly just looking up in the radar in the top left corner and, like, trying to focus on that too hard and playing this game of, oh, do they have Ghost on? Should I be looking at where I'm actually going or should I be looking at my my watch or my compass or whatever? You know, like, I would much rather just deal with what's in front of me and deal with audio. Not Maybe that's just old school me old grandpa stone talking, but, um, yeah, I really, I really like that aspect. And so I'm hoping it's not too crazy. And like, we're popping UAVs and doing a bunch of stuff like that on, um, on modern warfare battle Royale, but we can kind of figure some of that stuff out too. Um, what do you think of shaving? Just don't for a while. I mean, yeah, I, just, I you know, rock the beard these days. I like it. Actually, somebody posted to the group, to our to our Facebook group, a picture of me when I had when I was clean shaven right out of college. I shaved my beard because I was going in for an interview, uh, for a job, and so some of my you know during that time I just straight up clean shaven. Actually, I got to go get a haircut and uh, trim up probably this weekend, so that should be good. So, anyways, I think we're gonna wrap it there, guys. Thank you so much for listening in, hanging out. Of course, you guys have actually been smashing the reviews over on uh, Apple Podcasts over on there. So, hugely appreciate that. Glad you've been enjoying hanging out, catching up on everything. Hopefully, it's a good little recap for everybody who was experiencing some of the issues of everything being down. We're going to be back with some gaming in about an hour, about 30 minutes or so. I'm going to go get some food. We go live uh, during every weekday. Noon Pacific, approximately, unless I am too slow to eat and start the live stream. <laughs> uh, but we'll be back live and own it up very shortly. So come hang out on that. Check out all my YouTube page uh, videos that I got going up on my main channel, Stone Mountain 64, as well as Stone Mountain Plays, with a lot of the stuff from my live stream. If you do miss it over on my Facebook page, I post a lot of stuff there too, in addition to everything else that I got going on, which you can find at StoneMountain64.com. Thank you guys so much for watching, listening. Hope you have a great freaking weekend. If I don't see you, Stone Mountain 64, over and out.